0: Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, LeMond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, LeMond Williams.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. I'm your host, LeMond Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on December the 12th, this Wednesday night here. I'm excited to be here. As always, I got my super producer with me, A-Rod, helping me out throughout the show. And I want to kind of kick off this week talking about... I'm sorry, A-Rod, what you say? Oh, okay, I thought you had said something. I want to kick off the show What the Houston Texans, like I do each and every week. The Texans ended their nine-game winning streak against their divisional team or rival... Uh, Indianapolis Coach. The Coach came into Houston last Sunday and beat the Texans 24 to 21. Now, you got to give the Coach credit. They came in despite their slow start offensively in the first quarter. They caught fire. They switched gears, went to a no huddle style offense, and found a way to get their momentum on the road with Andrew Luck throwing for 399 yards, two touchdowns. He had that one interception. But he was uh you know, finding his open targets, moving the ball around, one of the main guys he kept hitting and seems like uh he always plays a really good game in NRG Stadium. That's T. Y. Hilton. Hilton had nine receptions for one hundred and ninety nine yards. He was targeted twelve times, and it just seems like that chemistry always continued to develop in Houston against the Texans defense. Now on the Texans side of the ball, again, they was Uh, They got off to a solid start offensively. They scored in the first quarter, but they went cold in the second quarter. And by that time, it was too much for them to try to come back, even though they had that late push in the second half. Some stats from the Texans. uh, Deshaun Watson, their dual threat quarterback, threw for 267 yards. He had one touchdown. He was sacked five times, though. That's the difference. He was sacked five times. Give credit to the Coast front seven. Their D-line was able to be able to get in and bring habit or wreak havoc against Deshaun Watson, bringing him down five times or sacking them five times for 41 yards. Now, the running game for the Texans uh, was non-existent. Uh, Deshaun Watson was their leading rusher. Uh, despite the last two to three games, Lamar Miller has rushed for over 100 yards. He only had 14 carries for 33 yards for one rushing touchdown. And Alpha Blue came in and helped out. But it was not enough. The Texans only finished up with 89 total rushing yards. So let's kind of rewind this thing. So with the Houston Texans, the last nine games, uh, they've been winning. And I talked about how they've been winning due to the fact they've been more of a balanced team. They've been inserting more of a running attack with Alfred Blue and their leading rusher, Lamar Miller. He has been uh, consistent for the Texans running the football since. I want to say, since the Jacksonville Jaguars game, it seemed like when he went on the road to play Jacksonville, he was very uh, aggressive and he found his mojo and was able to get going, rushing the ball for the Texans. And against the Coast, it was non existent. The Coast did a really good job stacking the box and shutting down the running game, making the Texans a one dimensional team, and it helped them out. Uh, As far as receiving, again, the Texans couldn't go to their go to guys. Uh, guys like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's their all-time leading uh, receiver. He ended up getting, uh, seven. I want to say he reached the 7,000 mark as one of the youngest players in NFL history late in the game. He has uh, 7,000 receiving yards uh, as their all-pro receiver uh, and will eventually be the all-time receiving leader uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, Damaris Thomas non-existence, only had four receptions, 20, uh, excuse me, four receptions for 48 yards. His longest was 20 yards. He was only targeted six times. Brian Griffin. I mean, you probably never heard that name before. He's a tight end for the Texans. Uh, he was able to step up big for them, had five receptions for 80 yards. I uh, was targeted five times for Deshaun Watson. So offensively the Texans came out solid with Alpha blue, moving the ball down, Texas had that momentum in front of their home fans, was able to score in the first quarter, it kind of just was still in the second quarter. Couldn't really move the ball around. A lot of three-and-outs. Uh, kind of stalled a little bit offensively. Running game was non-existent, so that again forced a lot of three-and-out. If you can't move the chains and extend the drives and uh, sustain the drives and, and, and keep your offense on the field, it's going to put a lot of pressure on your defense and you got to give credit to the coach. They came out, uh, they switched up their game plan, going to that no-huddle-style offense. Andrew Luck, hey, man, look at the stats that Andrew Luck put up. Uh, here's a guy a couple of years ago, I want to say last year, he was out injured with that shoulder injury, and everyone was debating if he was going to ever come back. Well, he came back this year, and he's playing outstanding football, leading these coach teams to possible playoff uh, position here late in the season, in the NFL season, going to week 15. Andrew Luck's stats was uh, he threw for 41 times, 27 for 41. He had 399 passing yards with two touchdowns and one interception. Uh, his main target again was T.Y. Hilton offensively for the coast. They really didn't do a lot as far as running the football, but they passed the ball. They spread that ball around. Uh, Eric Ebro, uh, he was another target for them. Uh, eight times he had four receptions, had that one receiving touchdown. So. Uh, the Colts, I uh, like their game plan. They came in. They felt like they can play well in, in Houston. They, they felt like they had enough film on the Texans to be able to explore some of those holes defensively for the Texans. And they de- and they definitely did that. They came out aggressive in that second quarter after getting up to a slow start and was able to be able to uh, move the ball down the field by spreading the ball around and passing the football. Just simple as that. Uh, the Texans got to do a better job as they prepare to play on Saturday uh, against the New York Jets, a team that they should beat on the road, uh, and they're playing on Saturday, not Sunday. So the Texans should be able to bounce back against the New York Jets. However, this is the NFL. Just like I predicted, Texans to win last week on the show. Arai heard me say I thought the Texans were going to win. They end up losing to the Indianapolis Colts, twenty-four to twenty-one. So uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, was a if you look back at it, at it offensively for the Texans, where they could improve, uh, again, I'm going to just be simple and just tell you it was a running game. If they can improve their running game and stay consistent as far as uh, running the ball with Lamar Miller, uh, then they're going to be success- successful and uh, bring a balanced attack to each and every game they play. The blocking was not as great. Uh, the Texans O-line struggled early in this, uh, in this 2018-19 season, uh, but they got better. After the 0-3 start, they got better, uh, especially running the football. And they just uh, took a step back uh, last week, last Sunday, against the Indianapolis Coach. So that O-line can get back to playing with high confidence and and, and open up those running lanes for Lamar Miller. They're going to have some success, some success on the road against the New York Jets. Let's see here, tight end play. Again, I talked about Ryan Griffin in number 84, for the Texans. He came in and made some good plays and got that uh, offense moving around, but they gotta find those weapons that they had last time. Thomas, they gotta get the ball back to him, the tight end. It seems like Deshaun Watson is really relying a little bit more on his tight ends the last couple of games. Jordan Atkins, he's a he's a rookie as well for the Texans, he can get the ball, uh spread the ball to him and and, and Jordan Thomas is the other tight end. So Continue to f- thread the ball around, maybe find some of the tight ends. If you're Deshaun Watson, not put a lot of pressure on DeAndre uh, Hopkins and Damaris Thomas. And, and you never know how things will play out for the Texans going against the New York Jets. But we all know the Texans is playoff bound right now, at the top of the AOC South Division at 9-5. I want to say they're 9-5. Mr. Record, let me see here Let me check uh no excuse me they're not and four they're five and two at home um uh, so you know for the most part they're they're pretty, pretty much solid on the road uh so far this season uh they have played let's see here how many road games have they played uh this season but i know when they went to jacksonville that was a turning point for the texans offensively and also on the road so it looks like they're the last couple of road games they had. They played the Redskins. They beat the Skins twenty-three to twenty-one. Uh, the Broncos. It was a close game as well, nineteen to seventeen. Uh, Jacksonville. That, I feel like that was the game when they turned it around. As far as running the football, they beat Jacksonville on the road twenty to seven. And let's see here. And they played the Colts. That's where they started their winning streak. They played the Colts and they beat the Colts. Thirty-seven to thirty-four. So, outside of the Jacksonville game, all the other road games have been very close. So, uh, they're going to go in and try to handle business against the New York Jets. The Jets is pretty much is not. I mean, it's the NFL, right? So, every team is looking to be competitive. But I think the Texans will give the Jets pretty much what they asked for, and we'll see how it plays out. As I get my prediction as well later in this show. All right, time for us to take a break. I heard the music playing, so A-Rod, we're going to break. When we come back, I'll talk a little defense of the Houston Texans as well as bring my guy in, A-Rod. I got to get his opinion on the Seattle Seahawks win this past Sunday. Next, we outside the huddle with Williams.
3: Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Tune into The Revolution with Jim and Trav this week As we talk small game and predator hunting We'll discuss coyote stands, busting squirrels and rabbits The dying art of trapping and much more Joining us is Jeff Thomason, host of Predator Pursuit President and founder of Horizon Firearms, Derek Ratliff And Jake Edson from Bushnell Jim and Trav's small game and predators talk is presented by Outdoor Channel Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network and My Outdoor TV Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel You're Outside the Huddle with Lamont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at one 346 9144 That's 888 9144 Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the
1: show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston on this December 12th night, Wednesday night, and <clears throat> like I talked about in the first segment, gave you my thoughts and opinions on the Houston Texans loss to the Indianapolis Colts, the Colts beating the Texans 24-21. to I kind of want to get my thoughts on the defense real quick, and I thought the Texans defense, uh, for the most part, did not bring a lot of pressure like they did in the past couple of weeks, especially up front, uh, even though JJ Watt got him a sack and, uh, continue to build his legacy for the Texans. I didn't see a lot from Jadavion Clowney. Didn't see a lot from, uh, uh, Zach Cunningham guys that you even got, I got accustomed to seeing, you know, making plays and doing big things for the Texans, uh, defense. I didn't see that at all uh, throughout the game. Um, you know, the Texans secondary was pretty much <laughs> scrambling throughout the whole game as we saw, um, you know, Andrew Luck kind of taking advantage of that secondary dissecting that defense and doing his thing. So with that being said, I just think the Texans need to be kind of adjust, make some adjustments defensively, not a, a huge adjustment, just enough to be able to bounce back and regain that confidence. Now, Everyone's probably thinking about that one play in the fourth quarter. I think it was like a third down and one where um, Andrew L- Drew, uh, Jadavion, Clowney off-, off guard or off sides to be able to pick up the first down and kind of seal the game. Um, Jadavion really didn't speak about it as much after the game. He didn't have any comments from the reporters. However, uh, you know, you put a person in that situation, especially if Jadavion wants to make a play during this contract year, chances are he's going to jump offside. Now, is it right? No, but at the same time, he's a, a competitor. He wants to be able to make the play uh, and be able to get that offense, get the post offense off the field so his offense, so they can put the football, so his offense can get on the field and hopefully win the game. Unfortunately, it did not happen out that that way for Jadavion Clowney, and it looked like he couldn't control himself and he just jumped offside, which – was in the game plan for the after scores from day one was to be able to throw him off or throw someone off to be able to get the first down and be able to seal the game and walk out with the victory. So uh, kind of recapping defensively for the Texans, the uh, secondary was really lacking. Uh, not a lot of pressure defensively up front. Uh, you got to give credit to J.J. White. He's been consistent as far as bringing pressure and getting sacked. But for the most part, that's all we you can't, you know, you really can say about the Texans' defense. Uh, close game. Texans they were able to fight back into it. They uh, had to stop the coach in the second half, but it was kind of too late. That 17-point swing in the second quarter was a, a lot for the Texans to overcome after halftime, and they were just chasing their tail after that, in my opinion. So, uh, give credit to the coach that came in with a game plan, and they executed that game plan, and the Texans was able to make some adjustments but not enough uh to be able to get the lead back and get the victory. So uh going forward, the Texans going on Saturday they will travel to New York to play the New York Jets. And I, I pretty much think they can get that victory and get back in the wedding column. Uh the Jets is for the most part is playing for for the NFL draft at this part of the season. And I really don't think uh they have enough firepower offensively to kinda of slow down the Texans offense. I wanna see Lamar Miller get back in the swing of things while as running the football. That offensive line needs to kinda of step up again, uh, as they have in the last nine weeks. So I'll be excited to see how that plays out for the Texans against the New York Jets. I'm gonna go ahead and say they Roger, they're gonna win that game. Crazy game and uh going forward, I mean if you got the New York Jets, you know, they're sitting at four or nine. Uh, two and four, uh, you know, and they have their rookie quarterback and, 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 and the young man out of USC, I can't remember his name, Sam, um, uh, his name slips my mind real quick. But for the most part, I mean, the Jets don't really have a lot of weapons. So, uh, if you're the Texans coming off a nine game winning streak and losing, uh, against the coach, the team in your right in your division, you got to bounce back. You got to take advantage of a team like the Jets, um, in their hometown, in, their home, in front of their home fans, and hoping to get the victory and get back in a win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Speaking of the team that got it done, your team got it done, the Seattle Seahawks, man. Talk about that victory, man. I, I'm shocked. it was able to get that on Monday night. Oh,
4: man, my anxiety was just flying through the roof, bro. That game was just insane. <laughs> 3-0, and we scored in the second quarter. And then from there, it was just like, all right, what's going on? Uh, why are we not getting more touchdowns? And then Once we got to that have- first. And we put it in the bag and we brought it home, but still, oh man, yeah. the game was just—it had me.
1: Yeah, talk about uh, Russell Wilson performance, man. He seems like when all fails, he steps up for you guys every time, and it seems like he leaves that offense down the field.
4: Oh yeah, he he brings the hype to the offense. Like like when we had Marshawn Lynch, any time that he made a good run, it fired up the offense, and so we would be you know making complete passes, rushing for a lot of yards. It was just it was all over the place.
1: Yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson, man. You got to give him credit. You guys get into the playoffs and, and do well because of Russell Wilson. I mean, for the most part, you have no running game. I mean, who's your leading rusher for for the team this season?
4: Uh, Chris Carson.
1: Okay, a guy I never heard of. So, he's <laughs> you no know Marshawn Lynch. So, what I'm saying is Chris Carson, <laughs> he comes in. He has a lot of shoes to fill without Marshawn Lynch. And, you know, Pete Carroll is going to try to – Bring a balanced attack. So Russell Wilson, man, to me, I really think he's showing a a, a better set of skill. I mean, he's better. He's showing his uh, his ability to be able to move the team down the field, and I like his poise and his patience in the pocket. It just seems like he's a better quarterback now than he was a couple of years ago, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, he's very relaxed in the pocket. He's very calm when it comes to you know doing what he needs to do and get it done. I mean, every now and then he's got to make some plays, and he, he does it. Everyone forgets that he can run, and when he gets out there and going, you know, he can he can definitely move the move the sticks.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good, man. I mean, I'm, I just I'm a huge fan of, of Russell Wilson, man. I mean, that leadership ability, uh, you really can't put a price tag on that. He's gonna he's definitely the franchise quarterback to Seattle. Seattle got to keep him happy and keep him there because he's definitely not going anywhere. Uh, defensively, what you think, man? Y'all only gave up seven points to the Vikings. So what you think about your defense?
4: Man, our defense had to bring it. They had to, <laughs> if our defense didn't step up to hold them down, I mean, I don't know what that would have been.
1: Yeah, I just felt like Kirk Cousins, man. Y'all put a lot of pressure on that buddy. I mean, on that boy. Uh, he had uh, two, he got sacked twice, and he only ended up with 208 yards and one touchdown, so a thorn touchdown. It just felt like y'all shut down. Kirk Cousins put a lot of pressure, and uh, Devin Cook, you know, he just really couldn't go, could get going far as running the football as well.
4: Yeah, it, that game. Oh man, <laughs> I'll just say that the the Vikings they did shut down our passing game every now and then. We couldn't really get that many passes here and there. Uh, but yeah, it, it was our defense definitely brought brought it in the bag on that one.
1: Yeah, that was a really that was really a good effort, man. I, I really thought Seattle's defense did a really good job bringing pressure, sacking, causing turnovers. was like the old lob. Legion of Boom. We're,
4: there, we're, uh, trying to, you know, we're trying to get it going back. You know, Legion of Boom was one of a kind, and you know, once they're gone, you know, you got to try to recreate what you can.
1: Yeah, the and plus it's hard to play in Seattle, man. I don't care what you say, especially oh, yeah. at night.
4: That, I will tell fan, you, it is, loud, it is loud in that stadium, and you honestly cannot hear anything. <laughs> I, a lot of our, <laughs> our fans are. You know, we make sure that we we can try to contribute where we can. <laughs>
1: Man, that that 12th man is really uh playing a factor for you guys. Cause it gets louder in that it gets loud in that place, man. It seems like no one can really hear each other, hear each other talk, or hear each other think, especially as a visitor. So, good job, man. Kudos to Seattle Seahawks as they beat Minnesota Vikings. they now eight and five as they prepare to play this Sunday, and uh, their team is rolling in the NFC West, and another team that's in the NFC that's rolling. But on the NFC East side of things of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys are 8-5 as well, uh, A-Rod. They beat uh, the Eagles 29-23. to 23. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that game or check, catch any of those highlights, but Dak Prescott ended up throwing for 455 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, but Ezekiel Elliott did his thing too. He had 28 carries for 113 yards. Over the
4: Eagles. Yeah, the Cowboys definitely had to bring their A game for this one. I mean, be uh, going against the second in uh, NFC East. You know, it, it was it was definitely going to be a challenge. It wasn't going to be a, an easy game. Uh, they, they held them. They held them for for a good, I would say, about the whole game. And when, it went, when it went into overtime, that's when you know, like people were just bringing their A game for sure.
1: Yeah, how huge is uh, Cooper? You know, Mari Cooper for the Dallas Cowboys now being the marquee receiver without Dez Bryant. He had ten receptions for two hundred and seventeen yards and three touchdowns, man. He's gonna get that paycheck. He's gonna get that huge, uh a huge paycheck from Jared Jones at the end of season.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean he he's definitely gonna be getting getting that money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a huge acquisition for the for the Dallas Cowboys. That mid season trade from the Raiders over from the losing team of the Raiders team. So now winning team, Dallas Cowboys, eighty-five, looking to be going to the playoffs. If everything goes well for them for the remainder of the season, end up with three receiving touchdowns. Man, that's much needed for the Cowboys offense. Didn't have that early in the season. Dak Prescott really needed that. All right, that's the music playing So a Rod's Telling me it's time for us to take our second break. We're breaking. We'll come back and talk a little bit more NFL and go around the NFL next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lee williams
2: racers and rental cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry join hosts cameron foray and don o'neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day it's about the business as well as the fun we've got the scoop the guests the discussion and the wtf moments all you need to do is bring your ears racers and rental cars heard every thursday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern on the voice america sports channel Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America
0: on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
2: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You're Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at one 346 9144 That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, LeMont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. On this Wednesday, December the 12th, 2018. Joining me again is my all-time, all-pro, super producer, A-Rod. And A-Rod, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. And I was going over some of the stats during the commercial break. Amari Cooper, man, he had 217 yards, averaged 21 yards per catch, had three touchdowns. The longest was for 75 yards, so... That brother was doing his thing, man, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had 113 rushing yards on 28 carries. And Dak Prescott, man, a phenomenal game. Even though he was sacked three three times, he had 455 passing yards and three touchdowns. So, Dallas Cowboys, man, they had come back to life offensively. Got some help from a receiver, midseason trade from Lamari Cooper. For the Raiders and they're looking in there in a really good position at eight and five. As we're going into week fifteen. We only got three more weeks left of pro I'm about to say college football, but three more weeks of pro football here for the twenty eighteen season before the playoff stars. So if the Cowboys continue to win. All goes well. They've definitely been in the playoffs. All right, A Rod, going to another team that's really good in the AFC, and that's the Chicago Bears. The Bears beat the Los Angeles Rams fifteen to six. The Bears is playing really good, and, it's on, and it starts with their defense. Their defense is doing an outstanding job, man. Khalil Mack is leading the crew. Uh, their defense is flying around, making plays, shutting down offense. They only gave the Rams with Todd Gurley. Guess how many yards Todd Gurley on the finish up with? 28 rushing yards. zero, zero touchdowns. He only averaged 2.5 yards a carry. Todd Gurley, the second, is one of the top tier running backs in the NFL right now. And the Bears defense shut him down, only to 28 rushing yards. The Rams only finished up with 52 total rushing yards. Uh, Jared Goff, Goff had four interceptions. Uh, seemed like every time you look, he was throwing an interception. He was sacked three times by the Bears. Man, that Bears defense is playing like the '85 Bears. They're 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 doing a really good job, man. It's good to see that Chicago. Is back on the winning side of things, and everybody's excited about Chicago brand of football this season. Yeah,
4: they 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 definitely uh, you know they, they turned everyone's uh, bias opinion the other way. They came back this year with a, with a a better game plan, and yeah, now, now look at them. That defense was literally all over the Rams, and it's just they could not get nothing off past them.
1: Yeah, that defense was just swallowing up the uh, LA Rams. Rams, I me, mean, remember one time they was the undefeated team and. Everybody was talking about them and they was Super Bowl bound, and everybody was so excited about the LA Rams. They, they were. <laughs> man, they, they still
4: to... are in a good position right now. You know, they're they're still at the top of of the the conference, but oh man, they they, <laughs> they kind of gave this one away. They just really didn't come in as prepared as what they should have been.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Then you got to get credit. Yeah, it's more of a Chicago win than it is a Rams loss. Chicago just played what they've been doing. They've been doing. They just did what they've been doing the last couple of weeks and just dominate, man, defensively. Pressure, sack, you know. I just feel like their defense is is their true leader in their offense. As long as their offense can score points, defense is going to make sure that they win.
4: I think if they won more games, their defense would have been one of the best defense uh, this this season.
1: Yeah. Easily, I for believe sure. so. Yeah, I believe so. I just – I'm just impressed how their defense is like – just dominated. I mean, they added a clear Mac, and it was just like, just took their defense to the whole other level. And it's just impressive to see that, um, you know, with the Chicago Bears, and their fan base. They got a huge fan base, believe it or not. The Bears have a huge fan base, and it's good to see that, man, for them to be able to win and win the way they've been winning. That's that's just really good for them. All right, Rock, a couple of games I want to kind of throw out there, just random games from last week kinda of shocker games. One will be the Miami victory over New England. Thirty four to thirty three. Uh I don't know if you saw that game or saw highlights, but it was like a last second hook and lateral play. Guy ran it, I think it was Drake. He last he ran it for like fifty two yards. Uh double lateral. Um you know Tom Brady ended up with three hundred and fifty eight passing yards for three touchdowns. And Gronkowski had 170 receiving yards and one touchdown. But all said and done, I know I picked the Patriots to win that game because I said it was like a vacation and and a victory on the road. But are you shocked? You know, after seeing the score and seeing what took place with the that game, are you shocked that oh. the Dolphins upset the Patriots?
4: That was a speechless shock. Like <laughs> no one—I don't think anyone was expecting that. How that for that turnaround right yeah. there. The Patriots, I guess, I guess you know that they were just coming in nonchalant, and you know once they got into into the second quarter, they were like, "Oh man, the Dolphins are coming back up. We gotta, we gotta bring our A game." And from there, you know, they they try to recorrect what they were doing, and then it just, yeah, they got it right in the bag at the very end, which is,
1: oh man, unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable, man. You see all the fans. I'm not fans. The players running on the field and celebrating I think Tom Brady was on that South Beach man partying too much. That's probably what it was. He realized he had to go up, wake up the next morning, go play a game. Or... No, nah, I'm just joking. But at the same time, <laughs> you got to give more credit. <laughs> you got to give credit to the Dolphins though. They never gave up on themselves, even though uh, they played a hard team. One of the hardest teams in their division is the New England Patriots. And the fact that they were able to win that game on the last second play got yeah, your credit uh let's see here
4: they need to hire that hype man that was in that locker room that got him going
1: <laughs> yeah no doubt they need to they need to hire him all right yeah yeah absolutely all right jumping out some more games that were surprise games for me uh last week i know i picked I picked the Steelers to beat the Raiders, but the Raiders end up winning over the Pittsburgh Steelers, twenty-four to twenty-one. Now I know you didn't. I don't know if you got a chance to see that one as well, A. Rod, or saw some highlights. But Derek Carr he finished up with three hundred twenty-two yards passing, and um, they upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers now I want to say this is like their fourth game in a row that they lost uh, this season, and from what I'm from what I'm hearing. From the great by far as on the radio and things like that. People are talking about uh, Mike Tomlin, man. It might be an opportunity for him to be, if they don't let go Mike Tomlin. I mean, is that is that legitimate talk in European uh, A Rod, or is it something that's, you know, right now the students are not, you know, just not on the winning streak, not on the high streak?
4: Yeah, they, I don't know what happened to them. They kind of just they they were just coming off on a good start and then next thing you know they just took a, a huge left turn and you know started going down uh but yeah i mean yeah I, I think um yeah definitely it definitely was a surprise that that game i was not expecting that to happen
1: yeah just 24-21 um i think like all the games they lost the last couple of weeks have been close games they lost to the Broncos on 11-25, 24-17. Lost to San Diego at home, 33-30. And they lost to the Raiders last week, 24-21. Now, they have a really tough schedule to finish out the season. They play the Patriots uh, this Sunday. Um, Then they play the Saints at the Saints two days before Christmas. Then they play Cincinnati on the last game of the year. So, man, I, I'm a really big Tom, Tom Mike Tomlin fan. I'm not gonna lie about it. And the, the fact that people are starting to mention that it, it, it's time for them to make a change at quarterback. you gotta think about it. this first Steelers organization probably made three changes at, at, at head coach position. You know, two of them I don't remember. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin and then Bill Coward before that. So. You know, the fact that this organization don't really turn and burn on coaches. Now that they're losing, everyone's saying they need to replace Mike Tom. I think that's foolish. I think every coach has their ups and downs, their peaks and valleys. I think we need to just kind of wait it out and see how it plays out for the remainder of the season. But, you know, I'm not in the organization. I, I don't make those type of decisions. But Mike Tom is a really good coach. so. Um, yeah, I'll I be mean, shocked he, to see he that just, happen
4: he's just got to work what players you know, will work out for the plays that he's trying to run You know, he's, he's got to be able to critique where he wants things and all that stuff I mean right now he's just going off like, like a blueprint of what the last the last coach had and you know it's just kind of like he's just tweaking things here and there and hopefully he it, they can correct it in practice and have him going good for uh, the Patriots yeah we'll
1: see I, I mean how much of the controversy throughout this whole year. I mean, missing that running back, and Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, then you had, uh, what's the receiver named uh, Brown, he got into it, and he was upset he wasn't getting the ball, and Roethlisberger making comments about Antonio Brown, uh, saying that he earned the right to make comments or have suggestions about his receivers. How much do you think that plays in the fact that now that they're losing, you know, it seemed like they were distracting and wasn't focused?
4: They really are. I mean, they gotta they they gotta come back as a team and be able on the on the same mindset. Can't have differences when you when you're uh, playing as one.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just it feels like these guys, man, are in a rough patch right now, and a lot of stuff that came up early in the season starting to haunt them now on the back end. All right, a Rod. Let me ask you a question. How did the Arizona Cardinals lose to the Detroit Lions at home? uh 17-3 what what happened on that i mean what is the feedback that you're hearing in phoenix right now on that loss against the detroit lions
4: ah oh, man the, the cardinals are looking bad uh i would say they're probably losing fans a little bit here and there other other fans are bandwagoning to other teams and it's just like that that game was just, there was just no exception for that game it, it, I think they thought it was going to be a walk-on game, and it was going to be real easy to play, just you know, kick back and have a good time. But no, it, it, they just weren't—they just weren't having it.
1: The sad part, man, I feel so bad for Larry Fitzgerald. He's a really good guy. Just you know, this—is this you know, his Hall of Fame career, he might not end up with the. You know, he's a loyal guy too. He's committed to Arizona. He could have went somewhere else, but he decided to stay in. Oh he well now he, he, Arizona.
4: here he's the face he's the face of the Cardinals at this point, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, Cardinal's three and ten. I mean three and ten and I don't think they're gonna turn this thing around at all.
4: Nah, I th- yeah. I think they're, <laughs> they're just gonna try what they can do and you know, just get paid and just go home and call it a day.
1: <laughs> you see the guys are already planning for the vacation, huh?
4: Yeah, they're already checking out with that game, man. There was no exception for you to lose to the Lions, but it happens.
1: Yeah. This, this just... happens once we get towards the end of the season. We
4: see what teams fall off and what teams, you know, are just just aren't with it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's unbelievable, man. Real quick, it looks like the 49ers upset Denver. 49ers won at home. It looks like they beat them 24, I mean 20 to 14. San Francisco is another team at the bottom of the barrel. They're at 3 and 10. Uh, it's good to see 49ers finally get a win and, and pump some hope into that organization as well. Because uh, for the last few weeks, man, it's been tough for the Niners fans. They got a big fan base, too. Their fan base just can't wait for them to get things turned around and finally start winning. Remember in the 90s, man, the late 90s, mid 90s, 49ers was top tier. Franchise, and now they're bottle feeders right now in the NFL, so it's kind of hard to predict how things gonna go for them in the near future. Coach Cal Shanahan needs to find a way to get that thing going, man, or he'll be assistant coach again, back at the assistant coach ranking is not a head coach. So we'll see how it plays out. Hey, Rod, what are we looking like on time before we get to the next break?
4: Got about a minute here, and we'll be on break.
1: Okay, in a minute here, let's see. Redskins, man. Here's another team. They lost to the Giants 40 16. Now, the Redskins, you're talking about peaks and ballots. There's a team that's on a roller coaster. It was winning for the majority of the season. Had a really good running game from Adrian Peterson, and boom, Alex Smith breaks his leg in two places. And they just have a merry-go-round in the quarterback position. They had Mark Sanchez. Who else they have? Josh Johnson. They had somebody else, Colt McCoy. It just seems like it comes to show you, A-Rod, that consistency at the quarterback position will lead you to the Super Bowl. And if you don't have a strong quarterback play in the NFL, you can't win any games. And four, uh, in the uh, excuse me, in the Redskins are really struggling without their solid quarterback, Alex Smith. Man, they lost, what, four games in a row? And they lost their playoff chances as well. So if you're a Redskins fan right now, you just – you tucking your head between your legs and trying to figure out what the heck happened in the last four weeks
4: yeah I, they they definitely aren't on a roller coaster I mean there's no other explanation towards that they, I, I, I think as an organization they need to look at like how they're treating players and how players are treating each other and how they need to just Get into it, you know. Like you can't be having these, these lose one, win one, lose one, win one, win one. You know, you got to be, you got to choose where you want to be—consistent or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, they just haven't really been consistent there. They're, they're struggling without their quarterback. Man, it comes to show you, it's a quarterback-driven league, and that sounds like a cliche. Yep. But uh, but it's pretty much true. If you don't have a quarterback at Seattle, if you don't have a good quarterback, it's hard for you to be competitive. <laughs> And they got one in Russell Wilson, so they're doing their thing. Uh, the, the, he says break time. All right, let's go ahead and break. When we come back, do our picks and predictions for week 15, A-Rod, next on Outside the Huddle with your host, My Williams.
0: Sports Channel.
3: access all the time
0: you're outside the huddle with lemont williams want a piece of today's action call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to
1: the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to see you live in Houston, Texas, December the 12th. Decided to wrap up the show. And, A-Rod, hey, let's go ahead and jump right into the Week 15 NFL picks. And give our picks and prediction for these games. Kicking off on Thursday night, we got a Los Angeles Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night. Football. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers going into a very hostile environment against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, They're a rock. Who do you think will win this game and why?
4: I- I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. Uh... Just 'cause you know, I, I I believe that you know they 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 got they got the talent, they got the skill set, they can get it done here. It's a simple game. It's it's not gonna be easy, but you know it's it's definitely gonna be something to look out for and watch. I'd say yeah, the cheese
1: probably... cut. Com- go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: I was gonna say. I mean, like like for instance, the the performance they've been putting on with Patrick Mahomes. Oh man, the odds are fa- are are on favorite for him. It's just. <laughs> They they have they they can get this done. There's, there's no doubt about it for sure.
1: Yeah. And with the Chiefs beating the Baltimore Ravens last week in overtime now it's seven and two. I mean eleven and two. They beat the Ravens twenty seven twenty four. Uh Patrick Mahomes three hundred and seventy seven passing yards and two touchdowns. Um I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Chiefs as well. Uh, over the Chargers at home. It's a tough place for the Chargers to go into. On Thursday night, short week, I'm going to give it to the Kansas City Chiefs as well as you, A-Rod. You got the Chiefs winning that game as well. So, Saturday game, the Houston Texans will play the New York Jets on the first Saturday game at 3.30 Central Standard Time. I got the Texans winning that game. Who do you think will win that game, A-Rod and The
4: Texans have it. <laughs> Jets really haven't done much. I mean, besides this last game uh, coming up with the win, uh, who was it against? It was uh, the, or no, the Bills? That was kind of you know an easy walk up for the for them. I think the Texans are gonna are gonna come back since they have to recorrect what, what they've done losing this last week.
1: You know, they got uh-huh.
4: they got a chance in this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd be surprised if the Texans dropped the ball against the New York Jets on that one. On let's see here on Saturday. And I got the taste of winning that one. The second game on Saturday will be the Cleveland Browns going to the Denver Broncos. This should be a good one. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Baker Mayfield, but who do you think will win this game and why? I'm going
4: to have to go with the Browns, too.
1: Yeah. just seem like the Denver is starting to fall asleep here offensively, even though they're playing at home. I got a feeling that the Browns will pull this one out, so I'm gonna go with the Browns on that one. All right, Sunday games, A Rod. You got your your Arizona Cardinals traveling to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Who you think will win this game? Why? I want I want the
4: I, I want to I, I'm gonna hope that the Cardinals will will recorrect what they did in this last game and actually come out and try to play against the, the, the Falcons. But I, I, the way that they they they're playing, the performance, I, I think I'm just gonna have to give it to the Falcons on that.
1: Okay. All right. Man, it's a pulse up, man. I'm gonna go ahead and go with. Yeah, I gotta go with the Falcons. No act for Arizona. I'm going on that one. Detroit goes to Buffalo. And play the Buffalo Bills. Who do you think win that game? And won
4: Gotta go with my Lions. Oh man. <laughs> If they smack the Cardinals how they did, and they they can bring that same mindset into the next, I'm pretty sure they can they can they can they have that back that in the back.
1: Okay, you going with the Lions? I'm going with the Bills. I think the Bills find a way to force some turnovers and get that one done against the Detroit Lions. I got the Bills over the Lions on that one. We have the next game. We have Green Bay versus the Chicago Bears. Who do you think will win this game and why? Pretty good one.
4: Uh, Oh, Bears for sure. <laughs> that defense is yeah. going to hold them and shut them down, and it's just that's it. You know, all they got to do is just keep running the ball and, and hope get, getting through the gaps. And they they got it.
1: Yeah, I think the Bears will pull this one out against Green Bay at home. You got Oakland traveling to Cincinnati. Who do you think will win this game? Why?
4: Man, this game. You know, the way the Raiders have been this this the season, I think this this game is going to be a kind of a. It's a fifty-fifty toss, you know. I might have to go with the Bills, yeah. just because I want to. I just want to see them, you know, be a hopeful team and finally win something, and, and kind of get up there, you know.
1: I'm gonna go with Oakland on this one. I think Oakland might have a little bit more confidence after beating what Pittsburgh last week. I'm gonna go roll the dice on this one. I'm gonna go with Oakland over Cincinnati Bengals on the road. John Gruden, baby. All right. Dallas Cowboys speaking about going on the road. Dallas Cowboys going on the road play the Colts. Colts is red hot right now. Eh? Uh, Andrew Luck, who do you think will win this game and watch? Yeah, I got to go
4: with the Colts just because I just can't do the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going with the I, I Cowboys. One
4: hundred percent. I'm going with I'm going with the, I'm going with the, the Colts on that.
1: All right, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys because I, you know. Because you can't go with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys on that one. Miami Dolphins, they play the Minnesota Vikings. Who do you think will win that game one? Man, with the
4: Dolphins winning, the, beating the Patriots? Come on, now. They, they got it. They, they, could, they could do this. I think they, could, they can get it. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think truthfully, I'm just going to have to go with the Vikings. I think because yeah. with the Seahawks, you know, giving them the smackeroo here and there, they, they, they got to bring their confidence back. And I think, I think they're going to put that in the bag.
1: Okay, I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. Tennessee against the Giants. Who you think we are this game a lot?
4: Man. Uh, <laughs> Giants put up, what, 40, 40 points up against the last uh, – who they played last week?
1: Mm-hmm. God, the I Giants don't... did, yeah, against the Redskins.
4: I, I – uh, <laughs> as much as as I, I – that's a tough one, man. I don't know. I might have to go with the Titans, honestly.
1: Hmm. You're going to the Titans on that one? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm locking in Titans. on the Titans. Yeah, well, I think, I think uh, if Odell Beckham comes back, I don't know the stats on him, but I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants because they home. Redskins against Jacksonville Jaguars. The Boo Boo Bo, who do you think will win this game?
4: Ah, Redskins. I th- I think they have enough in them to bring it back.
1: I'm going to go with Jacksonville at home They'll find a way to get it done. They don't cause any problems offensively. they get it done. All right. Tampa Bay goes to Baltimore. Who do you think will win this game or
4: why? Oh, man. That's that, <laughs> a flop for me. I don't know. Uh,
1: All right. I'm going to roll the dice real quick. I'm going to go in with Baltimore.
4: Yeah. I'm All right. going to have to go with the Ravens, too.
1: All right. There's Seattle Seahawks. I already know who you're going to pick. Play oh, the yeah. 49ers. Who you think will win this game?
4: Oh, my Seahawks, without a doubt. This this game right here is in the bag already.
1: All right. Seattle, I got them over the 49ers as well. New England versus Pittsburgh. Who you think will win this game and what? Hmm. Who you got?
4: I got Patriots. Get
1: got the Patriots? Oh, man. I got to go with the Patriots too because Pittsburgh seems like they're falling asleep. Losing <laughs> <Lives laughs> four in a row. Yeah. Uh, let them stay sleeping, man. I'm going to go with the. I'm gonna go and go with the uh, New England on that one. All right, Philly travels all the way to LA and play the the Rams. Who do you think will win this game?
4: I think the Rams because you know <laughs> they're at the top of the conference. They 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 got that after what what happened to them last week. I'm pretty sure they're not gonna let that happen again, and they're gonna come out with a better game plan and a better approach. And they're just gonna uh, they're gonna. I think I think it's gonna happen somewhere in the second quarter where they they're gonna come up in points and that's it Eagles are just going to be stuck
1: yeah I think I think the Rams pull us one now I think we to take this one over over the uh, over the Philadelphia Eagles finishing up Monday Night Football NFC South matchup New Orleans Saints versus the Carolina Panthers can Cam Newt pull it off over the Saints or is it going to be Drew Brees
4: I, I gotta go Drew Brees in this one
1: what you going Drew Brees or, over Cam Newton? uh I <laughs> got you. I, I got you. I hear you, man. I'm going to go with Carolina. I think Carolina will find a way to get it done on the big platform. Monday Night Football, I got Carolina over the New Orleans Saints. All right. You picked the Saints over, over Carolina. All right. How much time do we have left for a show, A-Rod? got
4: about two minutes here.
1: Two minutes, man. We, 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 three, actually, no. we
4: got about a minute now, actually. I'm looking at the time wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> time to right. wrap it up here. All right, all right. It's time to wrap up the show. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show outside the huddle with your host Leemont Williams. Until we meet next Wednesday, have a blessed weekend.
0: Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Leemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports
1: Channel.